Chapter Nine of Helen Lester. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Helen Lester by Pansy. Chapter Nine. Captain Fred. Fred had fairly started now on the right road. He had learned to pray and a boy who every day asks god to help him cannot go very far wrong but he found it hard work he had been a leader among the boys for so long that they looked to him to start fresh fun as they called their wild frolics long before they had named him captain and a merry one he had made them he wondered when they would discover the new road he had taken he wished a great many times that they all knew it but for a week or two nothing happened that called for him to take a stand on the other side it's got to come he said to himself one cold morning as he laid his books on his desk and joined a crowd of boys around the stove in the recitation room they had been shouting to him to hurry ever since he first appeared at the door some ten minutes before it's got to come and i may as well have it now as any time there's mischief ahead i see so fred lester show yourself a man anyhow a boy who is not ashamed of his new principles come captain said harry fletcher how dreadfully slow you are this cold morning do you know your latin because it's a pity if you do for we're excused this morning this speech was greeted with shouts of laughter that is continued harry we're going to be but listen to our plan will just stepped into our store as we passed and helped himself to a pound or so of their best pepper you know it's pretty cold and we wanted to heat the room up well for the old gentleman will says he got the pepper and you may have the honor of scattering it you do it so well you know so now go ahead spread it on good and thick the stove is red hot and then says i the way we'll read virgil this morning will be slower than usual of course when the old feller comes none of us will have the least kind of a notion who did it do you take captain no i don't said fred promptly what exclaimed will you won't do it not a bit oh ho the captain's turned coward said another he's afraid he'll get found out a great deal of laughing and shouting followed two or three repeated the word coward loud enough for fred to hear and a bright spot was growing on his cheek suddenly he sprang upon the stage look here boys i want to make a speech a speech cried one good yelled another and all crowded around to listen go it captain said harry fletcher now boys you know i've always been with you in all sorts of frolic right or wrong that's a fact said ned gray bah said will fletcher attention screamed harry listen to the speaker well continued fred i've had something that i wanted to tell you for more than a week i'm glad i've got a chance to say it to-day it's just this i've turned right square round and now i'm going to travel this road if i can and fred turned himself round and took two or three steps toward the right i've enlisted boys i've got a new captain 
and a great one and i'm going to try to serve him well parson lester said one of the boys with a low bow how dreadfully sudden he has got good said will fletcher in his most sneering tone how did it happen parson come tell us fred turned toward him will if by getting good you mean that i've resolved to be a christian and to serve christ all the rest of my life with his help that's just what i mean to do and i don't think i'm ashamed of it either bravo exclaimed harry fletcher i say fred lester's not a coward anyhow three cheers for captain lester said one of the older boys coming in at that moment and supposing that fred had been making one of his comical speeches they were given by most of the boys with great glee in the midst of the uproar their professor entered the bell rang and the boys all moved toward the chapel the pepper lay safely stowed away in will fletcher's overcoat pocket that morning and most of the boys respected their young captain nevertheless it was hard there were hundreds of petty tricks played on him that tempted him to lose his temper and show his strength he came home from school one afternoon with a very tired and a very gloomy look well said cleveland who was passing through the hall and met him with a smile how does it go it's pretty hard work cleveland and that's the whole of it i feel half discouraged when a boy makes you mad it's a good deal easier to pitch him over the fence than to think of a soft answer to give him of course it is it's a good deal easier to do wrong than right always but fred how can you get discouraged you remember to him that overcometh i know said fred looking back and returning his brother's smile as he passed up the stairs do you really think that a man can't be a christian if he drinks liquor of any sort cleveland asked fred that afternoon just before dinner not that quite because a man may be a christian and yet commit sin but if you mean do i think it is wrong for a christian man to drink liquor because he likes it yes i do well hang it what can a fellow do fred are these expressions which you so often use really necessary fred sighed and then laughed is that wrong too he asked and both went to the dining-room in answer to the bell fred generally did a thing promptly when he had made up his mind none for me tom he said to the waiter who was passing the wine his father glanced up another convert he asked with a slight curl of his lip i presume we shall have all my family signing the temperance pledge soon oh papa would you too asked little eddie eagerly who had heard from cleveland all about temperance pledges and whose interest in the temperance cause was really wonderful not at present my boy i don't feel in any special danger oh papa i think you might do it for me and then you know about the serpent hush eddie said his father sternly little boys should not talk so much one thing concerning fred troubled his brother those cigars he felt as though he could not have his young brother grow up a slave to a cigar he thought about it a great deal what could he say to convince fred that smoking was at least an evil how he had learned to smoke at such an early age 
all boys who have grown up near large cities and been allowed to do very nearly as they please will readily understand it was more than a week after the wine had been given up that cleveland sitting in the library just at twilight saw his brother on the piazza cigar in hand he started up and appeared in the door just as fred was about to strike a match he shook his head with a quiet smile don't do it fred give that up well hang it oh fred the dickens no not that either i mean what's going to become of a fellow if he can't smoke is that all there is left to do asked cleveland still smiling but receiving no answer and seeing that his brother looked just a little vexed he added seriously fred if i can give you two good reasons why smoking is to say the least no wise will you give it up fudge yes i will fred's tones were rather crusty you remember the deep pits we saw the other day when we were out riding did you observe the narrow boards which were laid across them to measure their width of course said fred sullenly did you ever try to walk across one of them what a question of course i didn't why not humph i ain't such a simpleton i'd have been more likely to find myself at the bottom than anywhere else i'd like to know what you're driving at but you might have crossed in safety and then again i might not and what in sixty would i want to go across for anyhow i wouldn't have gained anything that's just the way i argue about smoking i tell you fred there are hundreds and hundreds of young men who have commenced with smoking and have tumbled into the pit of drunkenness before they were half way across it's a dangerous road it is well known that the indulgement of the one appetite creates a taste for the other besides suppose you do happen to cross the pit in safety what have you gained i'm not afraid of being a drunkard said fred in a very contemptuous tone no one ever was fred if people only were afraid we should have no drunkards but do you think that we who pray every day lead us not into temptation have a right to say any such thing to this he received no answer only fred said presently in a quiet tone that's only one reason anyhow you want another well did you ever jump across that stream at the foot of the lawn lots of times it's a very easy matter for you but what if sickly little freddy farnham should attempt it he'd pitch in likely i presume he would and there are plenty of freddy farnhams in the world plenty of boys to whom cigars light the way to the bar-room now one question more suppose you were walking on the bank of the stream with freddy farnham beside you and you thought quite likely that if you showed your skill in jumping it he would try it too and would most likely get drowned would you do it no was fred's prompt answer though in a tone that plainly said he knew that he was talking right against his side of the argument not another word said cleveland he leaned against one of the pillars with folded arms and watched his brother's face fred still held the cigar in his hand he eyed it closely for a moment then he put that and both hands into his pockets 
and whistled yankee doodle quite softly then he broke off sweet briar leaves from the bush and strewed them over the piazza presently he too folded his arms and remained still slowly his face settled into a fixed resolve out came the cigar again and three others with it and leaning over the railing he took a steady aim they plashed in the water only a few feet from him and the merry little brook carried them away what a sudden glow of pleasure lighted up cleveland's face bravely done my brother he said earnestly as his hand rested for a moment on fred's shoulder then turning he lifted little eddie who had come to say good-night and carried him to the other end of the piazza to see the evening star do they have stars in heaven asked the little boy they say the angels wear starry crowns you know well cleveland do you think he'll give me one i hope so eddie End of chapter nine